Hi, this is Paula. And I'm Joseph, and you're listening to Life Lived Better. So we had talked about um, a couple weeks ago, you and I had kind of just both mentioned the, the fact that receiving compliments or receiving any kind of praise is sometimes hard. You sent me a, a, a text and there was a picture of an award you had just won. And <laughs> I don't know uh, if I'd say one. <laughs> you were given. See, there you go. That's it's just it's sometimes hard. Can't accept that. Exactly. And whenever I look at you, I think, of course, you know, of course, but what's the reason that it's so hard, you know, that we um, find it difficult to receive a compliment but as we put some you know resources together for, for this episode I found found that it's real difficult for most people you know many mm-hmm. people to receive a, a compliment I even asked my students about it um, I, I uh, teach students who are going to become a, who are becoming counselors and um, I talk to them about receiving compliments versus receiving critical feedback and just majority if not all of them said oh yeah it's not easy to receive critical feedback but it's much easier than hearing you know that I'm I'm doing things well um there you know many times I think people even there's like tears when you receive the compliment versus when you (laughs) receive someone saying the harsh stuff I and I'm with you I don't when I started researching I couldn't believe how many websites and how much information there there was available on accepting compliments and praise and kind of what that looks like and different techniques um it's definitely something that I've struggled with in my life anytime somebody gives me a compliment it just feels uncomfortable um I've actually been in a relationship where I was told you know I'm not going to compliment you anymore because you just kind of crap all over them when I do (laughs) And the second time I heard that, I kind of was like, okay, maybe there's something to this. Maybe I need to look at it and examine it. And that was kind of, that was years ago. And that's where I learned, you know, to just say, thank you. When somebody gives me a compliment to just say, thank you and not try to talk myself out of it or try to, you know, well, I could do this. Or, you know, if I were just this, you know, those types of things, because all of that's very, to me, it's very dismissive. It's, it kind of invalidates what someone is saying to you. And I didn't ever think of it that way until I started kind of actually thinking about it until somebody pointed it out to me and I heard it enough that I was you know willing to explore that a little bit Mm -hmm. isn't that something it makes sense you know I mean it makes sense I think just you and I know our stories and I think um, we've been talking a little bit about our stories during um, you know this podcast but I think when you don't hear positive things about yourself in many scenarios and situations either you know growing up or in certain relationships it just becomes something that doesn't that you don't look for or you mm-hmm. maybe don't even believe I I often think if someone is complimenting me or or, or being kind they must want something Mm-hmm. you know that there, it, there it's uh, it's got to be reciprocal there's you know people don't give things just to give there's got to be like <laughs> right. oh i'm right what is it that you want then right what's your motivation mm-hmm. <laughs> and um that's um one of the uh when i looked up like you know some of the resources uh, i i found that that's something that people do you know that they do have that uh if if in the past in in past situations 
they've been given compliments in order to you know then be given a criticism or be given compliments like somebody being buttered up for something then they it's probably what they're going to expect when people do it and you know currently or you know right. in, in now but we've well, I, sorry no I, I think both of us have experienced you know with the kind of the weight loss and change in that area both of us have experienced compliments in that department as well and and that is you know that is it's hard to receive because weight is such a sensitive topic to me mm-hmm. something i've struggled with my entire life and finally feel like i've gotten it under control at you know almost 44 years old and you know it's it's something that again it, it feels uncomfortable but i try to just receive it and um you know just kind of take it in let it sink in how how do you handle that Oh, you know, wow. You know, most of my weight loss has been uh, during the time when the world has been shut down. So I'm just now um, having people respond because I'm seeing people for the first time. Mm. I haven't seen, you know, there there are people I haven't seen for two or three years, Uh, you know, like in, in the in the group of people I would attend like professional conferences with, I haven't seen them in three years. So when I'm seeing them now, as we're all kind of coming back out into the world, uh, it has been difficult um, because it's obvious I've lost almost 100 pounds. I mean, that's that's a whole lot of weight. You can't not notice Mm -hmm. that. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's just and I have found myself some of the some of my responses have not have been I walk away saying what in the world is wrong with you I'm like well it, it wasn't you know it's not not like I did anything it, it was it was a medical issue so you know I <laughs> I was sick I, I I lost weight it you know it, it wasn't anything I did mm-hmm. um, and uh, it, I, I don't think people like that now I did just last weekend I ran into a, a family member that uh, knew I was doing a lot of things more healthy and 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 in the past uh, they had made a comment about uh, my weight loss and I I in a very healthy way because it was in writing I think I had time to take a breath and and respond positively to it I explained that I really feel good that this is the first time in my life that I've ever been in the healthy category on like Mm -hmm. weight and BMI like you know my entire life I've been in the overweight or even in the God forsaken um, uh, morbid morbid obesity (laughs) yeah Uh, I've never been in normal and my BMI and my weight everything is in the normal category now I can't wrap my mind around that quite yet and I still think I can wear things bigger than I can I'm going through some clothes right now and I keep going like oh it's an extra large this is perfect and I'm like okay I wear a medium now sometimes a small Mm -hmm. extra large is not my norm now that's like I can't even convince me that something is much less here from other people. I saw her, I diverted down a rabbit trail there. I saw her in person and um, she had just said something very nice about me having lost weight. And she said, but don't lose any more weight. And I thought to myself, what is up? You know, yeah, like, yeah. I, I know you had mentioned someone asked you like, are you sick? <laughs> you <Yeah. know? laughs> like, like, um, cause I thought oh, I, I want to lose six more pounds. Um, I have this goal and there's a reason and it's, it's weird and personal, but it's just like six more pounds and I'm not going to fall apart if I don't, but 
I just personally want to kind of get to that point in the little mountain I've been mm-hmm. moving yeah. and I want to lose some more weight. Why can't I lose more weight? What's what's going on there? What's, you know, I, I know I don't look bad. I don't, I don't look like I'm like so skinny. I'm going to blow away. That's, you know, right. What's up with that? Is it? I, I don't know. I've had, yeah, I had a client come in. I hadn't seen her probably in two years and she did. She asked me if I was, she's like, are you, are you sick? Have you been sick? And I was like, I laughed and I said, no, I just, I've, you know, I've been on a weight loss journey and you know, that's just kind of, that's kind of where I am. But it's also something I've heard from my mom where, you know, she says, you don't need to lose any more weight. Like you're skinny enough. You're small enough. It's that's enough. And it's like, this is the same woman that used to worry about my weight, worry about, you know, all of these things. And I've, 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 I've had, you know, a couple of people say that to me and it's like, you know, I am where I am and I'm happy with where I am. And if I want to lose a few more pounds and I'll lose a few more pounds, mm-hmm. but you don't need to worry about it. Right. If I want to gain 10 pounds, you know, because that's, that's what I think is best for me, then, you know, I, I think, I, I think that's okay. But I, I wonder if, you know, just in past episodes where we've talked about like dysfunction or mm-hmm. like roles and like systems, I wonder if in some ways people kind of push people back to places that they used to be, even though they didn't want them to be in that place because it's more comfortable, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to say to you when you look healthy and you look like you're taking care of yourself. But if you were overweight and I had something, I could say how I'm concerned about you because I have all those scripts, you know, I know what to say to you whenever you're a hundred pounds overweight. I'm not sure what to say when you're healthy. Definitely makes sense. That is a, it's, it's a weird one. I, and what's so weird, I think you and I both, I don't know why our lives like just parallel, but <laughs> I thank God that they do because you've helped me through so much because you've been through it yourself. But I think, um, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> well, well done. I think that like part of the reason, um, I've, I've done well with my weight and with my health, uh, this time is that it, it means something different to me now. I, I really, although I have ascribed a, a like a pounds to it, like the six pounds, for instance, it's the first time I've had like a, a, a pound uh, goal in mind, but I'm much more mature. And what, what losing weight to me means now isn't just about like a, a number on a scale. It has really been about how old I am and that I want to live longer and I want to enjoy life and I want to be healthy and I feel so much better when I eat a certain way and I feel so much better when I move my body and Mm -hmm. it's not about my value as a person where in the past it's been so much about me being a valuable human being and I think that's the reason that compliments from people while they are hard, they aren't as hard as maybe they would have been in the past, mm-hmm. you know, Yeah. and, and perhaps because I haven't really seen anybody, um, I've seen you and, you know, the ins and outs and everything. It's not a surprise to you when you see me. So when you tell me I look good, I can hear that. And I appreciate that because you kind of already know all the little intricacies, um, mm-hmm. It's, it's real interesting to me with, with compliments. Um, how about this? Um, have you ever 
you, you don't don't accept compliments well from people that give them to you. But if somebody doesn't give you a compliment and you want a compliment from that person, how do you, is there any kind of weirdness there? Do you wish that certain people would notice or compliment you on certain things? Off the top of my head, I can't. You know why I asked you that question why? is because I realized a couple of weeks ago, I found myself wondering if my husband notices as much as mm -hmm. I do lately Yeah, that I've, yeah. that like, cause I had lost a, an amount of weight for, for what, two years. And then just all of a sudden I started mm -hmm. losing weight again and I wasn't really mm -hmm. even trying. I, I was just. I kept, you know, kept marching forward with what I'd been doing. And you and I had even talked about it, that kind of you get to a plateau and I, and I knew about plateaus, but I didn't know how, I didn't know that they could last that long. Yeah. And one day I was just like, what? Wow. I've lost more weight. And I was wondering if he had noticed that I had lost and I was, because it was just so significant to me that I hadn't even been trying really. And had lost a little more weight, mm -hmm. wondered and was like, Think I'm gonna pry a compliment out of him. I want to know if he has noticed. Yeah, I think um, I'm the opposite in that. You know, I think my husband actually per prefers me a little bit heavier because he's also one of the individuals that have said, "Please don't lose any more weight." Oh yeah. Um, and he does. He's he's really awesome about. It. He compliments me daily, multiple times a day sometimes, and and you know, it's, it's a very good feeling, but at the same time, that discomfort sneaks in there. And that's one of the things when I was researching, you know, it said, you know, after saying thank you, then send a compliment back. Mm -hmm. And I had, a, I had trouble with that one, because I feel like, you know, if somebody's giving you a compliment, and your response is to give them a compliment back, I'm not sure, you know, if that is, again, going back to kind of that expectation that if somebody does something for you, then you're supposed to do something back. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm right or wrong on that, but I just, that when I was reading through that one, I kind of got, I got stumped a little bit. Yeah. No, I, I read something about that too. There was, there's a, like a counseling website site called Evolving Minds and they called that ping pong compliments. Like mm. if you look, you look good today. Oh, you look good too. You know, like, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, I think that's, I think that's completely hard, you know, hard to take it their website had a lot like a, a list of you know well, what's the reason that we do this and mm -hmm. um one of them was um fear of of being proud of yourself you know like uh fearing that not not they did mention you know not thinking that it was real or you know it was a you know uh, authentic kind of compliment like we'd talked about but also just kind of a fear of a fear of of like of being conceited. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but me and so many people, uh, maybe my generation or that I know, were raised to like um, you know, like don't act like don't act too braggy about that thing. You know, it's good that you're doing well, but you know, don't don't let it go to your head. Yeah, I mean, just now when I was talking about my husband compliments complimenting me that's what was going through my head like I don't want to sound conceited or kiss sound you know braggy mm -hmm. um but that's exactly what was going through my head anytime I find myself talking about myself <laughs> I find that that thinking is going on and I'll tell you you know I don't know if you've felt this before or dealt with this but you know um after losing the weight 
that's been such a focus in my life for the entirety of my life until I turned 40. And that's when I started, you know, making changes. Um, it's kind of hard now because I don't, I, I don't know what to focus on. You know, I try to focus on the fact that I feel good. I look, you know, a lot better. I look healthier. Um, I love the fact that my clothes are smaller and I had to get rid of everything. Um, but you know, it's, it's kind of like when that has been your, for me, weight has just, I've made it my identity for so long and to now be in a place where I don't have to worry about it, or I'm not, you know, not liking what I see, or I'm not thinking about it on a regular basis. Um, it's, it's, it's challenging. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's, it's for me so much of my life, it has been an excuse for why other things weren't perfect or why other things weren't going to work. You know, I, I, I allowed weight to be like, if I lost this much weight, then all these other things would happen. Mm -hmm. You know, everything would line up, you know, mm -hmm. I'd get a promotion. I'd drive that kind of car. I'd live in this neighborhood as, as if somehow those things had anything to do with right. one another. I'd get that promotion and wait if, if I can just drop the weight. And the, the truth is that's not true. You know, right. it, it doesn't impact those things. I want to say that it doesn't impact them at all, but that isn't true either. It does impact them a little because it impacts how I feel mm -hmm. and that impacts my ability to do some of those other things. Right. And I think when it, when you don't have it as an excuse anymore, I, I sometimes just feel raw, you know, just like open. And this is me completely. Mm -hmm. Um, I, ha I don't have another excuse to use for why things aren't a certain way if I want them to be. I actually have to then look at maybe me or myself and like the, the realness, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what is it's almost like rediscovering your identity, you know, late in life and, yeah. you know, what that, what that looks like. One of, the, one of the other things I was reading about was, you know, part of learning to accept a compliment is, you know, giving yourself praise and, you know, working on visualizing yourself differently and, and being able to see, you know, the positives, being able to, you know, identify and, and, you know, see what changes you have made that have been healthy and that have been good. And then I'll, you know, work on accepting those and, and praising yourself for those things. And that makes it a little bit more easy to, you know, accept a compliment or accept positive feedback from someone. Mm -hmm my current job, I've been there 10 years now. And once a year, I've never had to do this at any previous employment before. So it came as a real shock and I struggled with it. But once a year, all year long, we have to document in these three areas, everything that we do and you know what our goals are and what we're doing and how we're working toward them. And each little tiny thing we do, you know, that helps us get to those goals. So every time I attend a a workshop, every time I teach a workshop, every time I, uh, every time I do anything, it has to go in the system. And mm -hmm. once a year, basically you stand up and you hand it to your, the people that are judging you, which in our, uh, in our cases, it, it would be my peers. So everybody I work with, I just give them this and say, this is me. And isn't this wonderful? Isn't, you know, this is great. And not only do they look through all of that, they go in a room by themselves without me and they talk about it. 
and they mm -hmm. kind of look through everything that Paula did that year. And then they make a decision, uh, you know, they assign it some number on some kind of scale and it goes through some other chains, but essentially that's how we get our raise or not and wow. what percentage of a raise we get. And I struggled so much with doing that the first few years because I, mean, I really, I was raised like, don't brag. That's mm -hmm. embarrassing. And this mm -hmm. is nothing but everything I've done. I have to put it down. So I have to keep a list all year long because once a year, we're going to have this big thing where for several weeks, we're all just, you know, putting our stuff together and it comes out to be like 27 pages. It's, wow. it's ridiculous. That's probably why they, people believe that people in academia are so snooty, right? I have a 27 page resume. Um, it was actually a practice for me in allowing myself to see in black and white, like in writing before me, what I have done and how I've worked toward goals. And I now can, uh, look at it as more of, of a measuring stick for me of, you know, am I, am I, am I working on a daily basis toward the things that I say are my goals? Mm -hmm. And I've been able to get to a point where I say, isn't it okay if once in a while we do kind of take a step back and see how much we've worked, how much we've done and, and not in an, a conceited way, but isn't it okay for just a minute to kind of be proud of our last year? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, so for your birthday or for many people do it like, you know, for the first of the, of the new year to just go, okay, what is this last year held for me? Have I been doing what I want to do to get to where I want to go? And if not, how can I make some adjustments? And if so, can't I just for a minute pat myself on the back and go, eh, good job. Yeah. Don't have to live there, live there, but you know, just kind of like, I can't for a minute, I see myself the way other people see me. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, I think there are a lot of people that probably do that, that are able to, you know, recognize I've, I've met them in my life, you know, people that you know, are able to say very confidently what they've accomplished and what they've done. But I think, you know, for you and I, like it's, it comes down to almost like a, well, I'll speak for myself. For me, it comes back to like a self-worth, self-esteem issue and, you know, growing up with, you know, a lot of negative talk and not so many, not so much positive talk and, you know, having that kind of programmed and, and learning to, you know, change that as an adult. And, you know, that's, that's been a, a process. I, my therapist told me just last week, he said, you know, we remember one good thing out of five that happened, but we remember every single bad thing. And not only do we remember the bad things, but we remember them in detail. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, that is so true that, you know, I can give you a list of things that have not gone right. But if you ask me, you know, what has gone right, I, I struggle with that. And that's something that I find myself talking to clients a lot about. I find myself talking to clients a lot about things that I should be practicing myself. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but that's definitely one of them. And that was one of the things on the, the list that I found was practicing gratitude on a daily basis. And that is something that I tell clients on a regular basis, like write down three things that you're grateful for every day. You know, simple things, things like, you know, make them different every day, but things like, you know, your toothbrush and your toothpaste and having hot water and having a roof over your head, like the things that we take for granted, you know, just being appreciative of those things and finding your gratitude. And, and again, that's one of the things that ties into being able to accept, you know, feedback and, and not see it as, you know, anything other than 
someone being kind to you, being, you know, recognizing something about you that they like? I mean, what would be the motivation of somebody just lying and saying, hey, you look nice today? Doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. But in our heads, it, 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 you know, we question it or we doubt it. Oh, completely. That I think about the whenever the whenever I walk out of the meeting where I've presented myself at work, and then they talk for an hour or however long, and my thoughts are, oh my God, they're in there thinking, why do we even employ this woman? You know, we should probably go ahead and get rid of her, and she's just done nothing. And if she did this, she said she did this last year too. It's just, and then someone will come out of the meeting and later go, I'm so glad that we do this because whenever uh, we, you know, don't do it, I don't really how much you're doing or all the things you're working for and you know oh you ought to be proud of yourself kind of you you really do a lot of stuff and compared to what I'm over there saying it's just Mm -hmm. you know truly it for me it does it goes back to that you know don't shine a spotlight on things Mm -hmm. good or bad don't we don't want to bring attention to this situation Mm -hmm. you know just kind of the 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 dysfunctional family roles or, and, and rules that we had talked about in previous episodes just we you know you're not you're not supposed to you know right. you, it is not a, it's um you don't deserve it or you shouldn't shine a spotlight on it even mm-hmm. if it is good because you know there are people starving somewhere in the world so you can't be happy but the, right. the, the <laughs> gratitude um uh, the writing about gratitude there is actually I was just doing for some uh, for something at work. We're we're doing some gratitude. The 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 staff and the faculty and staff are doing some just kind of uh, looking at a little bit of uh, gratitude. And there is research that says that it actually increases your happiness and your contentment. And there's even some connections to your health. If you on a daily basis just jot a couple of things that you're grateful for. And it can be, I mean, there are days that it can just be just breathe today or I had some toothpaste and there are days we can, you know, have better days and we can be really grateful for the, you know, for the other bigger things around us. And that for some reason, just putting our attention there, it does something to our brain. It it does something like it gives us a shot of that good feeling stuff. Mm -hmm. And that if we do that enough, we can actually kind of combat the bad feeling stuff we can actually like build new pathways or something you know in your brain where when you're focused more on the good the good stuff that you even have less like immediate thought of the bad stuff i believe that makes total sense yeah i i like it so why is it so hard to do that (laughs) i don't know i think it's i mean to, to pinpoint one particular thing i think would you know take us 95 episodes and I still don't know that we would accomplish it but you know I, I think it, a lot of it ties into again how you know how we grew up and what we've experienced and you know if that was a part of our childhood validation and compliments and you know I know like how even you and I see each other very differently like I've said to you many many times like I'm you know you're so busy all of the time doing so many things and you know you're you just involved and not only are you involved but you're just really great at everything that you do and you know your response is typically like oh (laughs) and I don't think I don't do enough I'm never I'm never out of bed I'm just lazy right and that's just not the truth yeah isn't that weird 
Mm -hmm. It's just so weird. So I did look up some things when we were doing our research on, so, okay, so if this is kind of a thing for you, what do you do? I mean, we kind of talked about doing the gratitude thing and it can eventually kind of change your overall kind of outlook. So how do we get from not accepting a compliment at all or thinking that somebody has like ulterior motives or they're not being honest with us if we do, um, if they do compliment us. So how can we get better? You know, how can we get to this other place where we can just acknowledge some of the positives? And you even demonstrated it for us earlier. One of the things is just say thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, just say thank you. Even if you do all that stuff in your mind, just, you just say thank you. You will. <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, and you just have to eventually, you know, hope that no matter what, it, it will eventually uh, change. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say another really good thing. And I practice this, you know, it's one of the number one rules with anchor management. And I think it, applies to communication. It applies in a lot of different areas, but just taking a pause, you know, taking minutes to count to three, count to five before you respond or if you respond, because that gives you just a moment to kind of reflect and think about like, how is this going to impact this compliment or how is it going to impact this, you know, situation that I'm in? Um, but so often we have this tendency to feel like we have to respond immediately. Like we can't, there cannot be no dead air. Like it has to be, you know, something quickly has to be said. And, you know, it's just, that's just not the case. I've had that situation. One of the places I used to work, I had a boss who was very demanding and, you know, we had a very difficult relationship at first because she would ask me questions and I would just be like, uh, yes, this, you know, and then I would have to go back and tell her, okay, just kidding. I you know, <laughs> said that just because I felt like really, you know, on the spot. And so I was constantly finding myself having to go back and clean up these conversations. And so that was something that I learned at that point. And I think it also applies, you know, to the situation with compliments is just taking a minute and just understanding that you don't have to have an immediate response. You can take a second, you can take a few seconds to just kind of gather yourself. And, you know, if you don't have the answer in that particular situation, if I didn't have the answer, then I would just say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go research that, or I'm going to check that. And then I'm going to get back to you, you know, it wasn't necessarily what she wanted to hear, but it kept me from having to apologize and go on the apology tour on a regular basis mm -hmm. to, you know, kind of clear up things, silly is, things. Oh, that is, that's a great example. I, I think at work, it's, it is difficult. I would imagine um, you see clients every day now. How is that like similar to with clients? I would imagine they frequently kind of look to you for the answer. So how, how do you ever not have an answer? How do you ever not have the answer? Mm -hmm. And that is, that is the case sometimes. And sometimes I don't know. And, you know, I've, I've, I've learned to you know, just be okay with not knowing and telling them, you know, either let me kind of look into that and, you know, we'll talk about it during our next session or, you know, that's, it's just something I, I don't have the answer for today. And I think there are a lot of things, especially when you get into emotions and feelings and, you know, certain relationship issues, unless you're in that situation, you know, you don't really know what the answer is. You, you know, you think you may know, but sometimes you're wrong. I've certainly had situations in my life where I've said, you know, if that ever happened to me, I would, you know, I would do this and this. And then I found myself in that situation and did the exact opposite. 
And the lesson was huge there that, you know, you never, ever, you know, know what exactly you're going to do until you're in, in that spot. Oh gosh. Yes. That is boy. Those are lessons we learn with experience in life. I think sometimes too, because yeah, for sure. I, in my early life, I believed I knew everything is, I knew what I would do in so many situations. Um, I was probably incredibly annoying to some degree, (laughs) but yeah, I don't believe there's any situation where I haven't been through it that I would know what I would do. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Thank goodness. I've, I've learned that over time, but I think it, it, it's a, one of the kind of pitfalls, I guess, of being a counselor is people do kind of turn to us often Mm -hmm. thinking we know what to do in certain situations. I think sometimes people even kind of have this idea that what counselors do is just give people advice all day long when that's not what we really even do. You know, we we aren't Mm -hmm. telling people what they should do with their life. We're kind of finding out what they can do with their lives based on what they what their own you know kind of personal circumstance is Mm -hmm. and that's a that's a a a good a good lesson I think to know we don't know everything and that we can seek it seek information out from other people Um, right I always I have this little phrase I frequently say like I already know everything I know so what I need to know is what you know and that's mm-hmm. the only way that I'll ever be able to learn anything new you know right it sounds so smart when I say it but it doesn't sound as, as smart when I hear myself say it just now <laughs> well I think the other thing people common misunderstand or misconception is that you know we're all counselors are all perfect we live perfect lives and we don't have problems and you know, we're not real people. We don't, you know, deal with day-to-day things, which is crazy. Most of the counselors I know come from, you know, really dark backgrounds or, you know, complicated backgrounds. And I think that's one of the reasons we get into the field. Um, Certainly not the case for everyone, but I definitely have had people that, you know, have made comments when it's like, I admit to a fault or admit to, you know, a bad decision that I've made. And it's like, it's almost, I almost see it as criticism because it's like, I'm not allowed to be, you know, just a human and, and, and make human errors, but you know, that's, it's few and far between, but that's definitely something that, you know, I've experienced and, um, comes back to, for me, I tie it into like personally understanding like what success looks like. And, and that was one of the things that I was reading about was connecting yourself with the feeling of success. And I think that's kind of two part and that you have to, one, figure out what success looks like to you and not base it on what is successful for someone else to, you know, a reality star, or, you know, a movie star or, you know, somebody who is, you know, wealthier than we are or, you know, things like that, but just actually looking at our own personal circumstances and, and figuring out like, what are the things that I feel I've been successful and what are the things that I feel I can be proud of, even if you don't verbalize those things, but just, you know, being able to identify them, maybe write them down and being able to see them to me helps you connect and helps you, you know, get to a place where you can then, you know, be a little bit more open. Again, I think that's something that, you know, would help build self-worth, self-esteem, all of those things, instead of being kind of hypercritical um, to ourselves learning again, I think it's a way to love yourself and a way to, you know, work on accepting yourself is through acknowledging these things. You know, we all have good things and bad things that happen. 
And again, it's easier to focus on the bad things than it is the good, but I think it's a really important shift that needs to happen in that you start to look at, you know, the positives. For every negative, there should be a positive to offset it. I love that. That's actually very motivating. It made me in my own mind decide, and so I'll challenge everyone, like, in the next week, let's try that. I mean, I challenge you, I want to, like, write those three things down you know, that you talked about the gratitude, like just practice one more positive thing. Just practice that one positive thing. I'm going to do that for the next week. I'm challenge you to try to do it too. Just <laughs> I will. the next week, three things every single day that, that you're grateful for. I will do that. I think that's a great idea. Fantastic. Thank you for listening to Life Lift Better with Paula and Joseph.